Boy, am I uh, glad we kicked off that deadweight Lex Friedman. Am I right, John Maltz? No, no, it is Lex Friedman. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. Hi, Lex. Hi, how are you, Dan? I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. I I had a, a funny thing happen on the way to the podcast. On the way to the forum? Yeah. Which was... You know, uh, I was so excited because we're recording this on uh, new iPhone day, except we're not because... <laughs> Did you think it was Friday? Because I have that problem right now. No, I uh, I had a UPS notification. Hey, your shipment from AI will arrive tomorrow. I got oh, that yesterday. Yeah. And... And then they're uh, like, oh no, we need to hold that. <laughs> it was... Uh, no, it was, I had ordered a replacement of my titanium credit card. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I need to ask some questions about this then because... First of all, you used it? No. I never used I've I, never used mine. I just don't know where it is. <laughs> I haven't ah. known where it is for probably whatever whatever Apple Pay credit card started for one month minus that ago. <laughs> I, like I lost it. And so I always was annoyed and I was like, I wonder how you I'm, get it. I've been getting a lot of use out of your credit card. <laughs> Thank you. Um so yeah, I got it so that I could just have one. I don't know if I'll put it in my wallet. I forgot how cool the activation is, though. You know, like normally with a credit card, you got to call a toll-free number or open an app, mm-hmm. go to a website. And here they're like, hold your iPhone near this thick envelope. And then there's something in there that activates yeah. your phone for you. Pretty cool. That's cool. I wish I had that because like, I I have one, like I had to get a card replaced due to fraud stuff recently. And I had to call them and I got stuck. My card got stuck in some weird state where I was like couldn't activate it via the app and then I would call them and they're like, Oh, we don't know what's going on. We gotta kick you like three different support people and eventually I just had to like figure out a way to like nuke it and start over. Mm. Um and even now I tried to add it to my watch and now it's like, Oh, you got a call so again to verify and I'm like, you know what? <laughs> just not gonna bother right now. I'll get around to it. One of these moments. But yeah. yeah I have never used the titanium card. I have it somewhere in like a in a safe place. <laughs> But I've literally never used it. Yeah, I don't know. I was um I, I just figured since I could have one, I wanted it. So You might you might be in a situation where like, you know, somebody kidnaps you and ties you up and you can use the titanium card to like slice through <laughs> the you know I don't know, it's just Apple never talks about that. So my uh my big question for you, of course, Dan, is what are you doing with your lock screen these days? Your non beta iOS sixteen era. Question. Um, the one I'm on predominantly, I have, oh, I, I have changed it now because now the third party apps are out with right. more complication stuff. So I have it on, um, it like Elvis changes. saying, I prefer a little less complication. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mine changes on lock. It's a photo shuffle and it's generally one that's like, um, nature category. So it's like landscapes and stuff. Uh, and then I have at the top. I've got the date and then pedometer plus plus as a nice complication now to give you your steps and how much you've walked. And then my fitness rings, I have a hydration program, uh, you know, keep track of how much water I drink a day. And then I think I've got a carrot weather weather one right now that shows current temperature and condition. Very cool. We have we have some things in common because I, I only with the public release for some reason switched to uh, the photo rotation is my default although i'm using all the things right i'm using pets mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. faces um, i just did my kids i thought it was weird to like random friends or my wife showed up it just felt, felt, felt i like have one of just you and you and john that's sweet um yeah. and then i but i and the cities and the nature so i have a rotating all those i have it changing on lock 
Um, I think I'm using mostly stock Apple uh, complications, oh, and I did so, I, track, for a long time. Stocks. My default had been in all the betas had been uh, the two width ones, you know, the ones that aren't circles but are like rectangular widgets. Mm, so mm-hmm, I had a weather, mm-hmm. current status, and forecast, and then I had what's next on my calendar. Um, but with Actually, I learned a thing that I just hadn't picked up on thanks to Federico's review, um, which was that, which, you know, I've, I've spent five second, hours reading. Second got, best iOS review yeah. out there. We can all agree. Oh, 100%. Um, Gruber's was. No, but so the, um, I learned that you could change the, the date line at the top, which I hadn't noticed was customizable. So now that's mm-hmm. showing my next appointment. And then I've got weather, rain likelihood. I'm just doing the rings versus the the step count. And then my Apple Watch battery level, only until I get my replacement Apple Watch. Um, <laughs> the only thing I don't like about the changing on every uh, wake which I, I actually have really been enjoying much more than I expected to, is it needs an option that when I press into it, I can do something about that photo. Like, it can, you can say, like, don't, if I'm browsing things, if I'm editing home screens, I can say, like, hey, don't use this photo. But if I'm looking right. at a photo actively right now, I should have two it options. Can't, can't Get me one. to that photo. If I want to go do something yes. else with it, which is the thing we've talked about in other yes. <laughs> tools. Yep, that was my complaint. Yep, and then also like let me l- let me say don't use this photo anymore. <laughs> and right, no right, because otherwise you have to be you have to like tap through all the photos in the edit mode to get to that photo, and then say don't use this photo. But you can't, like you said, you can't. So like you can do it, but it's annoying because when you hit customize, it jumps you back to like whatever the first picture is. I think. Mm-hmm. And then you have to, you can tap through it and eventually find it and then say, don't feature this photo. But if you have, you have like a hundred photos and it's like the 99th photo is going to take you forever. I do think though it caps you, right? It limits you to 40 if you have a selected set. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure how many the. I think it does. So I didn't, but like, I didn't realize that it was like, you're right though, that it was, um, if it's with the, when I have the random photos, like choose all the things, I, I thought that it would use an infinite number of them basically like you use all of my photos which no, I guess is also fine yeah. but it does not do that interestingly yes yeah because i keep seeing I, the same ones in my <laughs> fun rotation right 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 right. yeah and i think it does maybe change from day to day does it like load in new photos or something maybe there's a set for a day or something because i feel like i've seen stuff that's not showing up now but that i have had on my lock screen before so i wonder if it's like truly shuffling and every day it's like hey here's 10 photos or something and then tomorrow it might be a, diff- a different 10 photos, but there might be some overlap. I don't know. Because stuff I have on this one now, I definitely have not had before. Well, uh, I, my experience at least is it doesn't ever do the cool face cropping clock overlapping mm. thing when I'm in the rotation one. If I customize a photo and pan and zoom and crop it the right way, then it will. But when it's just doing, here's your regular photo in the rotation, I'm not ever seeing it do that thing with the clock overlap in the head. There is an option for. Customize, I think you have to turn on like depth effect or something, but I actually now I don't know. Maybe there's a. I've seen yeah, it also... when I'm doing an individual photo, yeah, but I don't I see it right. when I'm in the, yeah, in the shuffle. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's still some stuff that could be tweaked on there. Yeah. I'm sure it'll all get fixed in iOS. 70. I hope they do. Cause, but I, I am really liking it. Like I, I, I wasn't, I wouldn't have thought I would like to change it every time because sometimes I see a photo, I'm like, oh, that's a great one. And then it's gone, <laughs> but it's okay. Yep. It's, I mean, it's, it's great. What's great about it is the same thing Apple's done with photos for a long time where it's like featured photos and memories and stuff where it's like, hey, you take thousands of photos probably. 
rarely maybe do you go back and look at them so like hey let's pop up some photos so you can be like oh i remember when i took that photo or more often for me where the fuck is that photo yeah yeah um no i i like it a lot too do you find yourself switching lock screens do or do you have the automatic like focus mode (sighs) no like like you i don't actually use focus mode like that's no I had I had an interaction with uh, Matt Casanelli, who's the shortcuts manager, and I like I, God love Matt. He spends forever working on these things, and he is like, if you need to know the details of how these systems work, he is your man. But I just cannot cannot find the wherewithal within myself to like spend the time to set up focus modes. I really like the ones they've predefined for like fitness stuff, driving, sleep. Like those are all things that feel very modal to me. Where it's like I'm in this zone i want to do this thing and i don't want to be distracted by other stuff but i rarely have a situation especially because my personal and work life has so much bleed over where i'm like okay ignore all of this stuff during these hours it's like that doesn't doesn't really work for me so yeah i don't bother and i've tried to set up a recording one on the mac but the max focus mode implementation is so much worse where it's like pick an app uh, you know that like triggers it and i'm like okay you know zoom or something but like then if i click over to safari to look something up while i'm on a podcast it's like you're no longer recording and i'm like no i'm clear i'm clearly rec- <laughs> i'm clearly recording right now it, and so, we've talked about this a bit and i guess we've talked about everything like there's nothing new ever to discuss but the no, that's I, true. I i would love for and maybe it does this but it's even the, if it does this it's not surfaced well enough but i would love for my phone to be like Here's a focus mode we recommend. We can see that you're typically seemingly working, like using the phone less or only doing calls between <laughs> these times. Seemingly working. And, this is the quiet quitting focus mode. Right. And like you're, we would recommend you not have notifications from, you know, I don't know, Instagram and Facebook during that time. But like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to take the mental effort of figuring out what all my different focus modes should be and how they should work. Like It's just, it's yeah. just too damn much. I don't know. It's not yeah. going to happen. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, you know, it occurs to me, even as we were talking about this, I was like, well, I guess I could set up like a shortcut automation or something where like, based on like events in my calendar, it sets me into like different focus modes. Like, hey, it, we can tell you're recording the rebound from 3.30 <laughs> to 4.30 today. Let's turn you into recording mode. But that's even that seems like, yeah, I just got a phone call literally right now. You know what I did? I dismissed it. Right. Like, <laughs> I can handle that. I kind of like I, knowing, yeah. right? Like, I would like to know sure. that I have missed yeah. a phone call. Because there's certain right. calls that you would take, right? Like, if, if your wife was calling in the middle of the day and you weren't expecting it, and she called twice in a row, you'd want to know. Like, I don't know. It's just, yeah, like, absolutely. it's fine. Yeah. So, I mean, but I, I, I appreciate... I appreciate what they've done in terms of like deeply integrating it, like with the focus filter modes and stuff. Like it's very clever. Like, and if you're somebody who gets something out of that, then then this is a great update between the like switching lock screens and like letting you filter out like certain mail accounts and certain calendars and stuff like that. Like if you really want to be like, hey, I am in no work mode right now and I just want to see my personal calendar, it's cool that that is an option. So, you know, I like it. It's just not for me. Yeah. I, I, I listen i'm grateful that it's there i just don't use it is there anything else that like the thing i'm i'm trying to get everybody i know all my friends family etc who hasn't yet to get on ios 16 so i can start editing my iMessages. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a really a you benefit huh yeah i it is super I lame i get why it is the way it is but it is super <laughs> lame that like it doesn't work for people who have the older devices and i understand sure. why that would be but like it's it's a poor experience this way yeah no, it's not the best. I mean, I think within a month, everybody will be on it and you won't have to worry about it anymore. But like, yeah, it's annoying in the interim. Um, I found myself very befuddled by some of the, and I wrote about this in my review, like the machine learning based features that Apple uses. So like in mail, 
there's a few things where it's like, oh, we'll try to, you know, surface emails where people like you asked for something and and said like, hey, I'll check in in like a week on this or something and remind you like intelligently without you having to do anything. Yep. And it's like I found it work once and I didn't really understand what was going on. Yeah, and Gmail has done this for a while. Uh, so I'm, I'm accustomed to that feature. And I would say it is helpful. Not never. And not like just 10% of the time, but maybe 20% of the time. <laughs> 20% helpful. Um, but yeah, I think most of the time it's just as dumb. Like, now I have to archive this email all over again. <laughs> right. Thanks for right. the extra well, work. Yeah. And then there was somebody who was pointing out that the, they changed, I guess, I never really used it that much, but the snooze remind me function, like, doesn't work the way it does in most other apps where you hit, like, remind me. And it just basically creates, like, a reminder, like, not physically, but, like, it basically says, oh, you remind me about this on, you know, uh, four o'clock today it leaves the mail the message in your inbox and then just like pops up an alert i think at four o'clock saying hey you want to be reminded about that email and like that's not the way that works in any yeah, other client it's really dumb sure. <laughs> yeah. it means i will never use that feature again and like if yeah. you try to archive a message after you've snoozed it it cl- instead clears the reminder <laughs> that's weird i don't know why they decide to do it that way it seems really strange well like, I, hates I, email. I, yeah yeah there's that there's that they did you know, they don't give me any of the email features I ever want, but that's fine. You should you should ping instead if you want to reach people. Um, <laughs> the, but yeah, uh, and I don't know, uh, but I, I'm I'm there's a lot to be happy with with iOS 16, Dan. So I'm I'm trying to be appreciative of those things and still be annoyed that I can't do custom emoji reactions. But <laughs> one day, we're all, we're all suffering. We're all suffering together there. But you know how we're not um, suffering, Dan? No, tell me how are we not suffering? Well, this episode of the Rebound is brought to you by Trade Coffee. It's wild that many of us enjoy the finer things in life, and yet so many of us still settle for mediocre coffee every day. With Trade Coffee, you can start every morning with something special. At least I can, and your wife can, Dan. I know you're not a coffee drinker, but I am. I'm not. That's correct. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before. It involves robots. That's not true. I mean, maybe they have robots. I don't know. Because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Your trade experience can be as simple or sophisticated as you want. You can quickly select from curated collections by roast, flavor profile, brewing method, and more. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. Or if you want something curated just for you, then take a minute and complete Trade Coffee's questionnaire. I did that. You'll be expertly matched with your perfect coffee, and a fresh bag of beans will be on its way. Uh, So I actually had... uh, uh, a cup of my trade coffee coffee just this morning. Um, and it was, I, I don't know how to pronounce really either word in its name, but it, I think it's Joven Kauka, J-O-V-E-N-C-A-U-C-A. Uh, and th- when I was reading about it online and I did their questionnaire and so like, here's the ones you should try. Um, it was like, this one has hints of chocolate. And I'm like, well, I hope it really does. And it totally did. I was impressed and excited. Uh, and uh, their team, Trade Coffee, actually worked with the Rebound to create our own custom collection. So check it out. You're going to see all the different flavors. That's the first one that I've tried, but they did it based on all of our different flavor profiles that we provided. So if what we have there isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take that coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering Rebound listeners a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping. 
at drinktrade.com slash rebound. That's drinktrade.com slash rebound for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. Our thanks to Trade Coffee for their support of this show and me and Dan's wife and Maltz. Yeah, all good people to support. Mm-hmm. My three favorite people uh, involved a, with this show. <laughs> I got a personal question for you. I'm ready. Hit me. Um, what weather app do you use? <sighs> this is very emotional for me, Dan. Like, I know. I know. I, I heard you mention Carrot Weather, and I never really got into Carrot Weather as my weather app mm-hmm. of choice. But yep. on my lock screen, on my home screen, is Dark Sky, where it has been since its creation. I think I probably Same reviewed for it for Macworld back in the day. Yeah, also for me. And I, I have had Carrot Weather for a long time, but I haven't really been a regular user of it either. Um, but yes, Dark Sky is uh, it's finally, finally driving off the cliff, uh, getting swept out to sea. I don't know. Uh, because Apple bought it like two or three years ago, and they have now integrated a bunch of the features into the weather app. So I'm, I've also been trying to use the weather app more on iOS. Um, it's fine. There's stuff I like about it. There's stuff about it that's still not as good as Dark Sky, uh, which frustrates me because it's like, well, you bought this. You should be using all this stuff. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. And if you haven't ever enabled notifications on the weather app, Apple's stock mm-hmm. weather app, you should, uh, yep. because they have some Dark Sky-esque notifications. I will yep. say Apple's weather app is bad <laughs> um for example wow okay all right that's more than i thought that's more than i would have said i have I'm interested i have the app open right now i want to turn on notifications i want to make sure the notifications are on. what do i have to do i have to first it just i have to get the little menu button that's at the bottom right which isn't the standard place for those buttons to be then when i've tapped the menu button in the bottom right i have to tap the menu button in the top right and then go to notifications and then make sure they're on for my current location um uh, and i did it both for my current location and for like you know it current location being wherever you are and then also for my hometown and what i had mm. noted was it only had current location on and sometimes it can be wrong about your current location depending on how things are so turning it on also for my local area helps and you can get those next hour precipitation alerts so i'm hopeful i mean it's clearly doing exactly what dark sky was trying to do uh but i've for a while had both alerts on and would get dark sky ones and not weather app ones or the yep. opposite so yep. who the hell Same. knows who the hell knows dan yeah, that part is very confusing. I don't entirely understand. I do like in the new version that you can tap into. It has little cards down at the bottom with all like the feels like temperature and humidity and all that stuff. And that stuff is all now tappable and gives you like a throughout the day sort of, um, you know, a trend line or something like that, uh, as well as a summary, which I think is actually handy because it like kind of explains like, all right, you're looking at this graph and whatever. Maybe that's handy, but it also just says like, hey, today the average humidity is this. Um, it's like, all right, that's good to know. Um so there's stuff I like about... I, they've definitely made it better. It's, it's far more powerful than it used to be, but it is still, as we said... It still doesn't let you control stuff. the weather, though, which I think is unfair. That's not was 17 feet. Mm. Um, so I don't know when it, when Dark Sky does eventually give up the ghost in January, year, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know yet what I will switch to. I'm, I'm sure I will kind of bounce back and forth between weather and carrot weather, but I'm not sure which one will... Uh, win to have its icon on my home screen and carrot weather is subscription based is that right it does have a subscription system and you do need it for some you know obviously for some stuff but i believe there is at least some free stuff available yeah, and i don't mind paying either it's just like uh, it's harder for me to pay for weather when apple has it built in <laughs> well and i'm also curious because in weather um you know uh, uh apple has weather kit now which is yeah. a source for this and it kind of makes me wonder like yeah, so it looks like Dark Sky now supply, supports Apple Weather as a 
forecast source. But it's like, in some ways, that's also cheaper than what the stuff they were using before. But I don't think they're going to pass those savings on <laughs> to the end user, is my guess. Yeah. So it's still going to be pricey. And it's like, well, there's just a free weather app, and it's pretty good. <laughs> so maybe that's good enough. Right. And, you know, as the temperature gets, you know, as, as global, as climate change, right? As climate change keeps happening. Yeah, sure. Uh, it'll either be really easy to predict. Like, hey, it'll be hot as hell every day forever. Or nobody will ever yeah. know anything because we don't know how to predict yeah, this yeah, crazy yesterday's- stuff. Take yesterday's temperature, add two degrees. <laughs> uh, uh, it's terrible because it's That's true. right. Uh, <laughs> it is. It's both of those things. Um, yeah. Any other iOS 16 things that you are excited about? Well, I, as I mentioned, I think in our Discord for Rebound Prime members, prime.reboundcast.com, but I don't think I mentioned on the show yet, I did also get a new watch that hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> Um, mm, I had uh, Apple Watch Ultra. No, uh, just whatever it is now, an eight. Um, Series eight. I uh, I will say I hadn't tried uh, Watch OS betas at all. So today was my first day with the Watch OS nine, and it's funny because it just looks a little bit different. I can't say it looks better or worse, but it, it looks notably different, which was fun in its own way. Like alerts had slightly different fonts and stuff. Oh yeah, right. They they have changed the styling, and I would say on the bigger, like on the seven, it's a little bit. I think the screen on the 7 is even a little bit larger than on the f- the one you you have a 5, right? Correct. Yeah, I think the screen there is even like a little bit larger and it's even a little bit I would say easier to read on the 7 because like the styling seems uh, probably just optimized for a larger. Right. It seems a little bit like dopey thick to me like and i mean no offense to anybody who needs reading glasses over time but like you look at older people whose phones have like the giant fonts on them and it just kind of always looks silly to me and there's a little bit of that from some of my alerts now where it's like this is bolder than i needed to be but it's it's fine mm-hmm. i'm sure i'll get used to it um yeah i'm trying to remember there's also a uh, thing that i noticed that's new to me i'm sorry to interrupt you but uh, this i literally didn't even know this was a feature of ios of watch os 9 but where alerts while you're looking at the watch appear like banners on your phone and that's oh, yeah. that's I, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing in there, so that's been exciting. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. I dig it, except it can't um, fit anything in there. So like, I have to tap on. Well, to know what yeah, it is. you got to get a bigger. You got to get a bigger watch. That's the answer. I'm gonna need a bigger um, wrist. You're gonna need a you're gonna need a bigger boat to get in with your big wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw some people complaining because they I guess they updated the um some of the older watch faces got updated and now they changed the styling available on them. Yeah. So like all the complications are all like in one of them were like all one color. So I have to imagine they'll of, change that back again, given how many people have been complaining about it. Yeah, one would think so, but they're you know not always the most uh, responsive to criticism at times. <laughs> That's a feature, not a bug, my friend. I am thinking I've been having so much fun with the watch. Nope, with the phone screen customizations that I'm thinking maybe I'll do another watch face at some point. I've used the same one for a long time. I switched to one of the new ones actually in WatchOS nine and uh, for a while, and I've been liking it. The Metropolitan face. Which the fun is... thing is, I'm literally looking at my phone right now and can't figure out how to do this. Like, I see the faces right at the top, and I can edit them, but how do I add one? I think there's just <laughs> not. A, maybe I have too many, so I have to delete. You them. have too many watch faces. No, it's just. Uh, I'm scrolling and there's there's no like plus. Where, where where do I add a goddamn watch face? You can do it on the oh, watch. Oh, the fa- I have to go to face gallery. I see, and then I can face gallery. Yeah, which one? Anyways, oh, you like Metropolitan? To... Yeah, that looks nice. Yeah, and well, but in part because you can adjust sort of the background color, and I made mine blue because I have a blue watch, so it kind of a fun, you know, matches my watch, and it's got uh, one of here's my favorite uh, 
I'll give you my favorite little Easter egg for the Metropolitan face. Um, if you turn the crown while you're on the face, it changes the height of the numbers. Like it makes them, you can either make them sort of really skinny and long or really sort of squat. And I kind of dig it. Like, so I don't know. It's just different, slightly different styling. Oh, um, I like so yeah, many I like of these. that one. I'm getting excited about it, Dan. I'm going to switch to Metropolitan. My, my biggest complaint on these, and I think this is something they moved away from after the four, is having the multicolored complications. Because mm-hmm. I always kind of enjoyed the ones where you have like temperature or whatever, and it gives you an actual like gradient on the little bar there. Um, so I kind of miss that. They're all kind of white on the when I have a blue background on Metropolitan. And then the other thing, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a terrible like I love putting tons of complications on my. <laughs> And I would say the Metropolitan has four, which is a little fewer than I, I missed some of the ones I had on. I had that, what, what was the really bananas one? Uh, I don't remember now. It's the one that, like, they added one in uh, WatchOS 4 that has, like, a ton of com- complications. Um, infograph. And so you have, like, four on the outside and then four on the inside. And I always kind of love that one because it literally was like, I can put l- everything I ever want in here. And I always have like what I need at my fingertips. So like I had like a timer one and a start workout one. And so I had to kind of pare it down for my new face and be like, all right, I can only have four. So I got to be more selective about what I pick. Um, yeah, that was, that was sad, but it, but I, I grew to embrace it. And then the modular one, I think got upgraded too, which I also. I'm not sure about this now. I was all excited about Metropolitan, but it doesn't let you by default or it doesn't let you in any way put a date widget on the screen itself i want a date complication yeah that that is because i have one in the bottom left corner but i agree with you i'd rather have one on the watch face yeah like the dial so i agree that i'm telling you that's what i was saying like i I would i could swap one date one in there and put something else in the corner i would do that but um yeah so nobody ever i wish there were truly an ability to create exactly the face i want that's the thing that makes me sad about the apple watch sometimes like and it's very apple-ish right to do it this way but I think they've made so many now, and also I feel like <laughs> it's just like, well, if you're gonna make a hundred different faces, just let us make faces. Come on, yeah. Like some people are gonna make ugly faces. It's okay. It's also very weird to me that I just put on Apple's calendar complication, and uh, at least on the Metropolitan Watch, it shows yesterday and tomorrow. Also, like I can't do that math myself. Like, oh, oh today's yeah. the thirteenth, and yesterday was the twelfth, and tomorrow will be the fourteenth. Like, I can see that coming in handy, maybe at the very end of July, if you don't know what's what. But otherwise, why? Why are we doing this? My complaint on that one too is that it's hard to read. Yeah, in certain in certain uh, color combinations. So, I don't know, is there a fantastical one that's better? Uh, yeah, also it's just so annoying to go through. I don't know. I, I love my Apple Watch. This is an Apple Watch show. Uh, <laughs> But it, even whether you're doing it on the phone or on the watch itself, it's just it's annoying to customize these things. Fantastic, I think, only has the one widget, at least for this mm, format. Yeah, that one's not what I want. Yeah, I use that widget right. also, but that doesn't show the date. Um, also, I will say, I do like the... Uh, the In case you haven't checked it out, when they talked about last week during the event, the um, like compass and wayfinding stuff that was in the Ultra, some of that is also just in watchOS 9. So they've updated the Compass app, which is actually pretty cool. And it can do the backtrack feature, right? Where you put in waypoints and then like let you retrace your steps. So if you haven't checked that out, pretty cool. I will check that out. You know what else people should check out, Dan? What's that, Lex? Uh, books from the library. But this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by SaneBox. 
Inbox Zero is a thing of the past. We're also inundated with email now that it's no longer about responding to everything. It's about responding only to the important things, the messages that really matter. SaneBox gets your email in order by working on top of your existing setup. No need to create a new email account or download a new app, neither of which I'm willing to do. SaneBox just makes your existing one awesome. If you've ever met someone who's used SaneBox, you'll know that the initial SaneBox purge can be very powerful. The initial SaneBox purge. And after that initial clear-up, SaneBox then allows them to manage their daily emails more effectively from there. Dan, I've used SaneBox, and I'm very impressed with the fact that it does really work with any email app, even my you know work email. Uh, and I get a lot of work email. I get a lot of personal email. I, I, I was very close to just giving up on my email entirely, which probably would have gotten me fired and certainly would have caused me friendships. And I think SaneBox helps. SaneBox has nifty features like the same black hole where you can drag messages from annoying senders you never want to hear from again, <clears throat> which is actually better than unsubscribing because clicking unsubscribe can put you on additional lists, causing the number of unwanted emails to go up instead of down. Uh, my oldest likes to get on newsletters because finds it exciting to get mail. Um, That'll change. And same <laughs> reminders can ping you if someone hasn't replied to your email by a certain date. Plus, you can snooze emails in a way that's helpful, unlike iOS 16, which is a great way to defer or de-emphasize less urgent emails. You can just read them later. Best of all, you can use SaneBox with any email client or phone anywhere you check your email. With over 600 plus reviews on Trustpilot and glowing reviews from TechCrunch, Forbes, The New York Times, and emailers everywhere, you can rest assured that you will fall in love with email again. See how SaneBox can magically remove distractions from your inbox with a free two-week trial. Visit SaneBox.com slash rebound today to start your free trial and get a $25 credit. That's S-A-N-E-B-O-X dot com slash rebound. Our thanks to SaneBox for their support of this show and Sanity. So there you go. Big fan of Sanity. Mm. I've heard it's good. Um, as um, I will. I was about to mention, oh, uh, have you turned on, do you use the haptic keyboard? That's one of my favorite little things. I did turn it on. I think it's funny that they don't make it more obvious that it's there. Like you have to, yeah, you have to read about it. You have to, you have to read about it and like dig into some settings. They but do I really so like much it. where they pop up a thing saying, hey, by the way, you can do this and they don't do it with the keyboard. Weird. Uh, and then some features aren't showing up until later, but I do have one of them. I think because I activated it during the beta and even when I updated to the release, it like flagged my account. So I have the iCloud shared library still set up mm. even though it's not in the ios 16 release i've been using that a little bit but i only also only like it's just me i've created a share library that only i am in because my wife is not updated yet and doesn't have access to. oh it, you so. can't edit your oh. text to her that sucks <laughs> uh that's why I never text lex like never tweet i never text lex either um i can't edit my text uh, so I yeah I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that too I'm I'm very intrigued with the, everything that Apple has done on that account because it's it's an interesting idea and I think one that's tricky to handle correctly and I think that they provided enough options to make it easier to like have it work the way you want it to work rather than just being like here's how it works all your photos are shared with everyone in your library go nuts bye <laughs> which would be the exact wrong way to do it. Yeah, I'm still frankly confused by that feature. I had somebody ask me what the difference was with that and iCloud shared photo libraries. I was like, I'm not sure if I fully can explain that yet, but I imagine well, it is I will an iCloud get it. share photo. You mean like an album? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, this is what uh, I'm just thinking about it. Like, we have a, a shared album set up currently because that's essentially where we put baby pictures and it's shared with both my parents and my wife's parents. Mm. Uh, and so it's like it's like having like a personal like Instagram feed basically. Right. I throw ads in every once in a while <laughs> just to just to keep it going, uh, and that works great. 
Um, I think what's handy about it is like I probably wouldn't do that for other people, but like you know, like I wouldn't have other people in the the library shared library, but I would have my wife in it because you can set it up to be like, hey, you can tell when we're together and like at the same place and taking pictures, and then it can automatically be like, oh, these are pictures you took at the same place. Like you probably want to share them in the library. Um, so you can have it do some stuff automatically and then also some stuff manually where you're just like, Hey, I want to go through and mark photos and it prompts you for photos too, which is nice. Like if I go in right now, uh, and take a look at my for you tab, it's like, Hey, here's a bunch of photos that you probably want to put in your shared library based on like where they were taken and who's in them. So it's like a lot of pictures of the baby, for example. Um, and then you can either just hit move all, or you can decide to select some of them, et cetera. So I think it's kind of cool that it offers all these different sort of um, little, uh, you know, s- different ways to access the shared library. So, uh, but it's also a little bit more in depth than just like, I'm going to manually add pictures to a shared album. Because um, like stuff is actually in, other people can interact with it. So like if I put a photo of our kid in there, like my wife could go in and, you know, make edits and crops and whatever. And that would be reflected in my copy of the photo too, which doesn't really happen in shared album. So. Like a little bit more intense, but that's why you probably want to do it only with people you trust. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, uh, I'm intrigued to check it out. I don't know if it's for me, but I'm intrigued to check it out. I think you'll like. Will we? Will we? Will we share photos together, Dan? I don't think so in this way. (laughs) Okay, but sorry. No, we have a shared photo album. When's the last time you updated to that one? I don't. I barely understand how iOS does anything with photos, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, Dan, we have the luxury of the opportunity to answer questions from our listeners. Would you like to do that? Would I? Uh, yes, there's the a yes, there's I a veritable like slew, and again, if you want to ask questions, uh, uh, you just join Rebound Prime, prime.reboundcast.com. Uh, there's also we're, we're selling a new thing, but I don't know if it's linked anywhere. So maybe most will send me the link at some point, and then you can buy our new iPhone case that's also available that says technology. Looks like a lot like the shirts, but reboundcast.com/shirts and uh, prime.reboundcast.com if you want to do that. Uh, so John Coxon has two questions. John first wants to know, how long does Dan think it will be before the Jedi holocrons at Galaxy's Edge get USB-C? John, I'm so glad you asked, uh, because as you probably know, uh, I have not gotten to go to Star Wars Land, and Lex has, so I think we um, should ask Lex this question. Lex, what do you think? Um, I don't know what a holocron is. <laughs> okay, excellent. <laughs> Nail this one. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what John was hoping for. John also wants to know, how many tears did you have on your wedding cakes, and what were they? Uh, my I wife sobbed for marrying me, so it was covered I, with her tears. I knew there was going to be a tear joke. I couldn't let you down. Uh, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I don't think ours had... Honestly, I didn't feel like I got one small piece of cake at my wedding, and there was no leftovers, and I'm still a little bitter about that. Oh, you think you're bitter, Dan? I didn't get any of my wedding cake at my wedding. They were supposed to save the top tier for us to have on our anniversary, and they didn't. So I never had my wedding cake. I'm really. I think I've told this story before, but it's a fantastic story about my cousins who saved their top of their wedding cake, and they actually ended up moving like a couple times during that first year due to like other circumstances, and so they carefully were like, "Let's put it in a cooler, you know, get the ice and whatever," and like, "All right, we've moved, and we've had to put it in." the new freezer okay great and on their anniversary they went and they they're like we're gonna have our wedding cake and they cut into the tear of the cake and it was styrofoam (laughs) that's funny so you know that's actually worse than all of our stories probably yes i would agree with you um 
Listener Josh Muthamani says, how many screens do each of you have in front of you right now? And do you feel you have too many or too few? Mm. So my mm. Mac has one giant monitor that's three feet wide. I only use the one monitor setup because it's so gigantic. Then there's also the laptop itself, which I keep open, which is just mirrored. Um, and I don't ever look at it. Uh, but I leave it open for Touch ID, which is why I should probably just one day get a Touch ID external keyboard, but I haven't done that. Um, and my iPad is closed, and then there's my phone. So you do the math. Rough, uh, approximately four screens, depending on how you're counting. Yeah, I've got um, got my phone. There is a uh, Google Nest Hub thing over on my side table, which is basically just a rotating photo frame for me. Um, then there is my... Okay, so this is a thing I actually haven't talked about much, but uh, maybe we're running out of time this week. So uh, I have on my, I have a display, a monitor in front of me, and I also have a laptop connected to it, but the laptop is closed. Mm. So again, depends how you want to count, but somewhere in the vicinity of three to four. Um, I, I guess I also so, have an Echo Show near me, but I don't ever look at it, so it's fine. I have a Stream Deck too. Do you count each button on the Stream Deck as a screen? Because then, in that case, too many. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I have an iPad in front of me as well, but I don't. It's somewhere else in the house right now. Mahir wants to know, when you're about to buy something significant, such as a refrigerator or a car or a bicycle, how much research do you do? Do you check out Reddit, various fora, and Facebook groups to read about actual users' experiences? It depends on how much I care. Um, I will not lie. Generally, I still trust the wire cutter because depending on what it is, they at least go through the work of like winnowing down the options. If it's something where like there's a million options, I get very like it gets overwhelming. So I felt like this was a big deal, especially when we bought appliances for our kitchen when we were redoing it. And it's like, well, there's a million different fucking stoves and refrigerators. I don't even know where to start. And at least they help you winnow stuff down from there and figure out like what are the things that I care about. Um, and I think both the stove and the fridge we picked were picks for their categories on the wire cutter. Yep. Uh, as well as I think was our dishwasher, all of which I've been pretty happy with. Um, if it's tech stuff, that's a little different, like because I will do some of my, you know, a lot of my own research on that, as well as looking at the wire cutter among other places. The problem with like getting too big into the forums and stuff like that, I find, is that eventually you will find something that convinces you it's not the product you want. <laughs> You're like, oh, but it doesn't do this one little thing. Yeah. Right, I should spend forever looking for something that does everything I want it to do. And the answer is those products rarely exist. I, um, yeah. So I, I often check the wire cutter if it's a thing that the wire cutter would review. I don't know if I'm considering the wire cutter is batting a thousand with me. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say they bat a thousand, but yeah. at least I know where they're coming from and I know. I know what I'm getting out of it. Like, if the wire cutter loves a thing, and then you go to Amazon, and it's very poorly reviewed, I don't like that. I will typically go to Amazon reviews, and... There's too much noise on those Well, I, I look at the, the five-star reviews, the four-star and reviews, the and the one-star reviews. Two and three-star yeah, reviews, don't why care we, about. No one cares about um, But uh, I check out those, and that's probably it. Um, I don't check... What were the other things you said me here? I don't check Reddit or Facebook, typically. Uh, but yeah. I'll, I never I'll, check Facebook. I will rarely check Reddit unless there's something very like if if it's like a very like a niche product that like there's a small group of people that really care about. Yeah, Reddit is sometimes a good resource, but a lot of time again, I think there's more 
noise. Yeah. Because people, here's the thing, when you end up on like forums and stuff, lots of people have like access to grind. It's like reading all the one-star reviews. Exactly. It's like, oh, it didn't do this one thing that I don't, that I care a super ton about and maybe nobody else actually cares about. Um, 100% agreed. Uh, listener Jay Torres wants to know, where did the name Rebound come from? That's an asked and answered one, Jay, but the short version is um, after Macworld did layoffs, this was Dan's Rebound project. Uh, so that's where it came from. Right. Well, I should note, uh, by the way, because it is coming up on Saturday, Sunday, sometime in the next week is the uh, the Rebound's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Rebound. 17th I, this Saturday. I got you a styrofoam top tier of a cake. Keep it cold. <laughs> it's been only eight years. But that styrofoam, it lasted like yesterday. <laughs> you know how yesterday lasted a full 24 hours. <laughs> Uh, all my troubles were so far away uh, it's true uh zach knox says how smooth was your pre-order process um i think that's a joke because i tweeted that mine was the smoothest ever yeah mine was also pretty good i i think it didn't work for me until around 801 802 but then it was fine i do yeah, love I the, the east thing, coast time though oh god yes i every time someone on the west coast complains about this like i i I feel like I'm the, the Grinch and I just get literally <laughs> because you know what? I used to wake up at three in the fucking morning to order a phone. And you know what's worse than five in the morning? Three in the morning. And I can tell you that because right now I'm still waking up at three in the morning. <laughs> 100% agreed on all counts, except I'm not waking up then. Yeah. Um, uh, but mine, I think I was I was up and I was just sort of like, I, I think around eight o'clock, I like force quit the app and then I launched it again and was about to force quit again. And then it loaded and I was like, oh, and I had already prepped everything. So I just hit the buy button and it worked better because last year when I did this, as I recall, there was some weird error where it was failing to charge Apple cards. Yeah, I think and maybe so I you had, had to like you go back turned off later. credit checks or something. Wasn't that the problem? No, it would turn out. It would, this turned out to be a widespread issue oh. where, like, for some reason, because you had to use the card number, it doesn't do Apple Pay on the upgrade program. Right, it's so which weird. is befuddling. But I guess it's a loan, so it's weird. Um, and I will say this: this is also another fun little thing for people in the iPhone upgrade program. Here's a tidbit for you: they redid the loan site this year because, which is good because it used to be horrific and i think apple went to them and was like guys you gotta redo this site it's making us look bad so it's actually much nicer now <laughs> like i got an email this week saying oh you can log in to manage your your loan on this site and i was like oh that's a new url and i went to it I was like oh this is like way better <laughs> i didn't now look. if they could fix my more if they could fix, fix my mortgage site that'd be great because <laughs> the mortgage site is terrible i i will say the the upgrade process nearly it used to be dan hoy said i will say and now it's me um but mm-hmm. the the upgrade or pre-ordering process did nearly cause me to get a divorce because Ooh. Lauren had also pre-ordered a phone on her device and um you know 802 I'm done and then like at 810 she's like the store still won't load and like oh you have to force quit the app and restart it which I, I yelled upstairs only because I was on a different floor I wasn't angry I wasn't mad but I already had my phone pre-order I didn't give a shit <laughs> it's not my problem and but so a she, that usually goes over well is my yeah, understanding a she thought I was mad and then which I was and then B she's like I'm not an idiot I knew to force quit and restart it but the way her text was written listeners I want you to know I was in the right <laughs> on this one the way her text was written made it sound like she was like, I've, I've been in the store for 15 minutes and nothing's happened. And I was like, well, try force quitting and restart, which apparently she had been doing and then eventually it worked. So I think, I don't understand why or how Apple does this. It seems like everybody does get their order through eventually. I had my, my brother-in-law's brother, who is literally nothing to me by family relation terms. <laughs> you could have just step with nothing to me. Uh, but a person who was nothing to me um, took him hours for his to go through. It just kept saying an errors occurred, an errors occurred. And then it finally worked. So I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely saw that as a like people were kind of having ups and downs with the uh, you know the CDN basically. Uh, so maybe we just lucked out. I don't know. 
Uh, we Dan, we get to do the show together. Of course, we've lucked out. Um, a couple more questions. Yitz wants to know. I'm pretty sure I remember Lex saying we'd never be able to listen live to the podcast, but the co- from comments in the last two episodes, it sounds like there is a way to listen to the episode live. What brought on the change of heart? Feel free to explain how one does this. I'm guessing via Discord. Um, I don't think I ever said that. If I did say it, I was lying. So we, on occasion, when there's an Apple event, we'll do a live episode. Why would episode. you lie to our delightful listeners? Uh, when we do a live now, we're probably going to do it via Discord because that's the far and away the easiest way for us to do it. <laughs> Although, Except for the part where it doesn't work <laughs> at all. Pretty fun to listen to Moltz um, not understand technology. Anyway, um, <laughs> when we first started. Yeah, I, I, I will say we, uh, because you started, you, you did it before I did because Jason Snell was using it over on the Six Colors podcast. And when I joined him last week for the show, um, he is take, he basically is like, I'm just going to have a conversation in Zoom and then loop back it into Discord because then you don't have to deal with like people figuring out Discord. And I think that might be the right answer. <laughs> so if we do it in the future again, yes, it will be via Discord. We do have a streaming. We've had a streaming thing on the on the website in the past and it's fine. In fact, I could simulcast to that when we do it on Discord. But um, it's nice to have the built-in community. We never really had a great way to chat yeah. during the live recording, so Discord makes that way easier. It was fun to listen to um, you and John both get super distracted from that chat. Yes, right, exactly. So that's going to be a huge plus in that one. <laughs> Maybe we should only go look at it during the bonus episode or something. I don't <laughs> that could be a feature. Um, and then finally, well, finally from one side of questions, because uh, there were some that had been emailed, KG says, should Apple gamify Apple Watch battery health sharing the way they have with Apple Watch activity sharing? <laughs> so, <laughs> Moltz has 72% battery health. <laughs> uh, yes, that's a great idea. And then, Those rings. Yeah. actually, finally, Jack Carlson wants to know, what's your take on private relay? Does it actually improve privacy? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so, but I don't. Honestly, it's not like I do a lot of side-by-side testing, and I'm trying to remember if I have it on or off for my home network, because it has been occasionally glitchy in the past. Like, I've noticed times where, like, something will fail on my network, like I won't load a page or something, and I'll go turn off private relay, and then it'll be fine. I can't tell if maybe it's gotten a little better. Um, I've also turned on, there's, like, a limit IP address tracking section, like, a separate setting, I think. That is like part of private relay, but it's underneath the Wi-Fi settings for your particular Wi-Fi network. So, um, I've had iCloud relay. I'm sorry, yeah, iCloud relay, private relay on for a long time, and then I more recently turned it off because there was a time when it was messing things up. Like it was probably a two-minute issue, but that was two minutes more than I could take. <laughs> mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And I left it off because I don't care. <laughs> so, but I do yeah, think I think it does a good job right now. Yeah. When it I, I think it's fine for the what it's trying to do. I just worry about the network effects, and I mean, there's a reason it's still listed as in beta. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. What is that reason, Dan? It doesn't work great. <laughs> <laughs>